identify as a unicorn? Are you unhinged? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to Unhinged Unicorns. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Unhinged Unicorns. My name is Josh and I'm your host. I'm here with my co-host, Steph. And we have a very special guest with us today. Miss Johnny is here and she's already got the giggles. We love that. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Snaps yes. for Miss Johnny. Yes. <laughs> yes. How are you? I, I'm feeling good. Um, I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling really fucking nervous if I'm being real. Oh my God. Really? <laughs> don't be nervous. Podcast on the earth. Yeah. I don't know why all of a sudden you're like, hello. <laughs> But definitely feeling like an unhinged unicorn. Yes. Well, we we, we <laughs> yeah. do know <laughs> we do know that you are unhinged, uh, I, and I love you for that. And I am also unhinged, and Steph is really unhinged. So <laughs> you're you're amongst good company. <laughs> yes. Let's talk yes. about vaginal warfare, darling. <laughs> yes. Vaginal yes. warfare. I'm adding that to my tombstone. Yes, I am. <laughs> Passed away from vaginal warfare. <laughs> what a way to go, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they climbed every mountain. Exactly. Part of me wants to, you know, wouldn't it be great to, like, choke on a dick? Like, what a way to go, you know? <laughs> he died doing what he yeah. loved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would love that. Yeah. Anyway, okay. So, um, I wanted to invite Miss Johnny to come on the podcast today because, first of all, we met what like six months ago, nine months ago, almost a year ago now, and oh my god, very quickly you became one of my very very best friends, and you just have this like energy about you that is just so I don't know. It's just so full of joy. You just make me laugh in ways that I don't with other people. And it's not, you're just a breath of fresh air. And uh, so I wanted to bring you on the podcast to let my audience get to know you better uh, because you're amazing. We love you. I'm not going to lie. Every time that you say something, I fill it in with vagina. vagina. <laughs> you're a breath of vagina. Yes. It's funnier when you say it in a very breathy voice. Like vagina is already a funny word. But when you say it like all breathy, like vagina, like you're in a perfume commercial on <laughs> Jennifer Coolidge, just presenting it. <laughs> vagina, <The> vagina, <laughs> vaginal warfare. <laughs> now that's the perfume. That's the spritz we're looking for. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that. I'm gonna go. All right. With well, Josh, you are unincluded from this conversation goodbye that's fine that's fine i can <laughs> i can accept that yeah i'm i have this cologne my favorite cologne is called bad boy by carolina herrera and so every time i go around people and they hug me and they're like oh that's you smell so good and i'm like i'm wearing bad boy <laughs> <laughs> i'm covered in bad boy <laughs> i hate you <laughs> Yes, but she also makes a perfume for women called Good Girl. <gasps> oh. Yes. I'm a so good you girl. Be, you could be covered in Good Girl. Oh, I want to be covered in Bad Girl, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So, Johnny, I would love to 
get to know you better, would you please tell us about uh, just a little bit about yourself, where you're from, uh, what's gotten you to this point in your life? I don't know why I feel like I'm at the breakfast club right now. <laughs> you guys have heard of that. I'm just swinging in the chair. The mic's right here. I'm about to put my mouth on it. Anyway, so um, no, that's my ADHD acting up. But my name is Johnny. Some people call me Miss Johnny. Um, I'm 30 years old, originally from California. But I've been here for half of my life in Florida. As we well know, this is a funky state. Um, but I am so grateful for the support network that I have here. You know, like I just, it's, it's been great. I'm a full believer in the universe. Um, my form of higher power is nature. Um, whenever I feel like the wind just blows right by, I feel like that's just my higher power reminding me, Hey, you're doing that kid. Yeah. Pound that pussy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> let the juices flow from the Nile River. Just let it pass right by. I love um, that. But no, I, uh, I, I just, uh, I feel like I just started living like four years ago. You know, um, I've been in recovery, um, and that's done me well. It looks a lot better on me. I am a trans woman. For those that don't know already, with my like super flamboyancy. Um, you flamboyant? No. <laughs> you hide it well. I object. <laughs> <laughs> I just pictured you with like a dildo in your hand objecting. <laughs> it was great. It's on my bed. I'll get it later. Oh my God. Oh my God. I love your guys' lighting, by the way. I just wanted to like give a shout out. I love your eyeshadow. So pretty. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's Pride Month, and I'm like, I haven't done anything like so pridey yet, you know, something like fabulous. So I was just like, we're gonna do trans colors, yeah, white and blue. Fuck it, I love that. So yeah, I've been feeling scared to do anything Pride related with everything happening in Florida right now. Like I'm almost scared to be proud, which yeah. is bizarre, but that's just the reality of the world we're in right now. Kind of scary. I feel that one hundred percent. Um, with everything going on being personally affected in the community. It's so strange because I feel like a couple years ago when COVID happened and there was like the these Black Lives Matter movement and everything, like I was experiencing it, but I wasn't it wasn't affecting me firsthand, you know. And it's just, it's so different when, when it's affecting you personally Mm -hmm. Um, and not being a supporter, but being the person that's involved in it, it's just wild. Um, Yeah. For some people that don't know, um, I know like it has affected a lot of trans women um, for us to get our hormone therapy, which is so vital for our gender identity and just feeling so affirmed in that nature. Um, but, um, you know, I'm so grateful that there is people out there fighting for those rights and like really trying to like make it work. So, you know, people that are of age and can make of age decisions can get the treatment that we need, you know? So I'm so grateful for that. Trying to stay positive so I don't lose my mind. Same, same. I've had to really 
be mindful, especially when I go on social media, because it's very easy to get caught up in the negativity. And Mm -hmm. I found myself like doom scrolling, you know, and just getting like blowing things even further out of proportion in my head. And then, you know, at one point I've decided I'm moving to Australia, which is (laughs) insane. (laughs) One of my friends was like, don't you know that they have enormous spiders in Australia? I was that friend. I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to go. I don't care. Um, but uh, yeah. So anyway, I, I get that. I, and it, it is a scary time. But one thing that I do have um, a, a very little control over is, you know, spreading positivity into the world and, you know, trying to spread a message, you know, and if by having you here yeah. and sharing your story, I want to be able to provide you with a platform so that people can get to know you. I feel like, and Steph and I were talking about this last night, but I feel like the LGBT community has transphobia, even within the community. Oh, totally. 100%. It it stems from a lack of understanding. You know, like if you think back to the 70s and 80s, when gay people were finally starting to come out more, there was a lot of fear around that. And so... Until it wasn't until much later when people started to know friends and family and neighbors who were coming out that that stigma started to shift around gay people. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we're quite there yet with trans people. There's still a lot of fear and there's still a stigma even within the gay community. So I would love to hear your thoughts on that and what kind of an impact you hope to make you know, just being a trans person in the world um, to help, you know, share your story to shift some of that perspective for people who don't, who may not know any different. You know, it's funny you say that, Josh, because (laughs) 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 I feel like I'm on CNN right now. I have like a trans flag behind me. (laughs) With the little earpiece in. I'm sorry, we're cutting out. I guess we gotta go. (laughs) Reporting to you live from the sex dungeon. (laughs) Someone's snagging my esophagus at this moment. (laughs) Hold on, really quick, before you answer that question, can I share one of my favorite memories of you? We were on FaceTime, Steph, and Miss Johnny was like, do you want to see my dildo? And I was naturally like, of course I do. (laughs) So she shows me her dildo, which has a big suction cup on the end of it, right? (laughs) And she goes, look at this. And then she's like, I'm a unicorn. (laughs) Like a giant giant dildo on her forehead. (laughs) It was not a dink. It was a... Oh right. <laughs> okay, I just right. want to be clear. You're right. You're right. Oh my god. It sounded a little bit like a queef. Oh, like you would know what that sounds like, Joshua. <laughs> Guys can queef too. Thank you very much. Out of your little pee hole? I know that no. No, Wait, from my where? asshole. That's called a fart. No, it's different. When you're being fucked in the ass, it's different. <laughs> oh, okay so where where does it escape like it just 
escapes while the dick is being... So sometimes air gets trapped inside of the asgina. <laughs> yeah. As the penis enters, the anal cavity <laughs> is what the professional name is. Oh my God. I see. Yeah. yeah. No, that's happened to me before as well when... <laughs> when, when going... <laughs> I'm waiting That's... for more hair stuff. Okay, so I have a butt plug, and um, I also have a dildo, <laughs> and I had both in my cavities, both of the cavities, and I also had like time? at the same time and a vibrator. Girl, we were going all in, <laughs> oh, and I was like, I I felt that, you know, so I I, I, would I understand. Hope so. <laughs> I definitely felt something. You know? I would certainly hope so. Man, <laughs> that's like industrial good. level. Good lord. It's like, that's vaginal warfare right there. Oh, you were committing <laughs> a lot of crimes. <laughs> you know, the first time that I tried and was experimenting with the vibrator, let me tell you, I went to Spencer's and I got this little tiny magic bullet. <laughs> I mean, it was probably like, for those that can't see this and are listening, it was like, Probably like two inches in height. What is that? Two inches? Three inches? Yeah. I don't know. One or the would, other. I would know. Yes, it is. And it was <laughs> focused. So it was oh, two sorry. or three inches. We weren't talking about me. I'm sorry. <laughs> and, and there's like this little button in the back. And I was like, okay, let's start small. Let's go in. And I started. And it felt great. I mean, while it was on, it was easier to go in. And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the anal pleasure, okay? And all of a sudden, it was kind of like just a. It just got vacuumed into the, <laughs> the dark depths of my soul, and I was fine. And after I orgasmed, I just was like, "Oh shit, it's still in there. Fuck, it's still vibrating. Oh my god, am I ever gonna get this out?" I was sitting there on my bed, googling. Can I get this vibrator out of my ass? <laughs> so what did you do? Lay an egg? Tacos, weasel. No, I, I had to shit it out is what I had to do. And then afterwards, I was like, oh, okay, great. Let's do it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just didn't know I was an addict at that point. I'm going to ask you all a very personal question. Mm -hmm. What was the first object that you shoved up your ass? Oh. I'll go first. Mine was a hairbrush. <laughs> Not the bristly end. Let me clarify. The handle. <laughs> Did you really think it was the widest part, Johnny? Oh, no. Okay, God. look. I happen, as a vain person, I have a hairbrush here to demonstrate for you. <laughs> so... Ladies and gentlemen, it's a blue con airbrush. I give you exhibit A. <laughs> anyway, so this end here, which has the bristles, this part is what did not go inside of me. This part, and not this particular brush, mind you, I wouldn't, that would be weird. But this part, the handle here, is the part that I inserted into my anal cavity. Um, and I did not know, I was pretty young at this point. I want to say maybe like 13, 13 years old. And I did not know about the necessity of 
lubricant. Ooh. So it was not enjoyable. Oh, God. Yeah. You went in dry horse, honey. Oh, my I God. Did. Yeah. Rest that in poor peace. little boy. Yeah, I never used that hairbrush again. <laughs> oh my god. It was destroyed. Crime scene. It was crime scene level biohazard. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to bless all of the bottoms out there in the world. Okay. <laughs> bottoms versus bottoms. If you're the one getting fucked, God bless you. Oh my yes. gosh, right. the work that goes into it. It is intense. It is intense. You got to prep. And then the aftercare, you have to like be able to like sit down, you know, right? Because doesn't yeah. your ass hurt? So yeah. my first experience with anal, it was like, well, first of all, I was young. The other guy was young. We didn't really know what we were doing. So again, no lubricant. Y'all, I felt like I was being split in half. Like, no joke. I. I felt like I was being split in half. But see, now I know the proper technique. The proper technique, and anyone who's listening out there, if you're interested in trying anal, here's what to do. Grab a pen and paper. Take some notes. The first (laughs) thing that you want to do Mm -hmm. is you be on top. Get your guy, get him laying down, and you straddle him and you get on top. Why? Because you have control of how quickly... It goes inside of you. That's true. Tip number two, doodle your noodle while you lower yourself onto the cock. Oh, my God. This is very important because it will feel uncomfortable. It's going to feel like you're taking a shit. Yeah. And right when you're about to pinch off the the turd, (laughs) it goes right back up inside of you. That's what anal feels like at first. And it's, it's at first it's uncomfortable, but if you, if you do your noodle while, whilst lowering yourself onto the cock, it will distract you from the uncomfortability and it will eventually start to feel good. So those are my two tips. I wish that would have worked for me. I, I felt like my first time I had to put all of my mind, my body and my spirit into concentrating and and relaxing that hole. You know, it was just, it was, I call it the five minutes of hell. If you can get through the first five minutes, nope, not, no. You can get through the five minutes of hell, period. You'll be fine. You just got to find your groove. Yeah. If I knew what I knew now, I don't know where I'd be. I don't know where I'd be. I almost said Nebraska for the last <laughs> Okay, so to clarify, so for people listening who are not familiar with Tampa, Tampa has a street called Nebraska Avenue, which is known for sex workers. Yeah. So anytime that we uh we, we talk about needing to go make some side hustle money. It's let's go strut our shit down on Nebraska Ave. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why did I just picture you with the hottest red heels, red pumps? Listen, oh, give me, give me a roll of toilet paper and a garbage bag and some tape, and I could go strut my shit down there. I could, I could make something of that. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, speaking of which. 
I would love to do. Um, have you guys seen the SpongeBob movie? Like, the oh my first god, one? the Patrick with Patrick the. With I was the, thinking yeah. that the whole the time. Oh my god, I was god. thinking that the whole time. Yeah. yeah, I'm out of the loop. Yeah. I've never seen it. I, I don't know. Girl. Oh my god! Wait, Josh, go go search it. Like on your computer, go on Google right now and search up Patrick Starfish Net. I go on the Google. <laughs> the Google. <laughs> the Google. On the internet. While okay, what am I searching for? SpongeBob. Uh, so put Patrick Fishnet. That's all you need. Actually, that's perfect. He <laughs> <laughs> found it. Yes. 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 I could. That would be a look. I feel like I could pull that off. <laughs> I think you could. Yeah. Halloween's coming up, baby. It certainly is. Um, <laughs> the world would never be the same. Oh, my God, Stefan, you can be SpongeBob. Oh, really? I Okay. I can be SpongeBob because I really want to work a bow tie and, like, a suit, but it would be more... It, w- it would still be along his style, but it would be... A no! Suit. You have to wear the wizard costume with the electric guitar. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's better. Oh I'm my so God. lost. Yes. I'm totally lost, but I would love to see this. We'll search up SpongeBob Wizard. <laughs> By the way, the first thing I put in my ass was a pen, if anyone was wondering. Oh my God. A pen, like a writing pen? Yeah, like a writing uh, <laughs> a writing pen, because that's all I had. I was afraid to, like, I was not about to order or buy any sex toys while living with my parents. No, ma'am. Oh, yeah. I don't believe you. So was it kind of like the soft end of the Sharpie? Yeah. So I actually used marker because that was more forgiving than the sharp edges of a pen. Uh, But it was like a marker where it was more rounded. And I would put the end that didn't have this sharp little. Oh, like like the pocket clip thing? Yeah. yeah, so I would put the other end in. Yeah. I wonder if that's why a lot of like the high school sharpies didn't have the pen. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're ever in my house and you don't see some pen parts, you're gonna know why. <laughs> oh my god! No, no, I have a professional butt plug now. It's okay. <laughs> oh, excellent! That's lovely. Oh yeah, moving up, moving on up, moving on up. <laughs> Did you find it, Josh? What? The wizard? Yeah. yeah. I saw it. Okay. You could rock oh, that. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate now, okay. It. One thing I do know from knowing you, Steph, is that you have a trick that you know, and I believe it's a uh, an impersonation of one of the SpongeBob characters. <laughs> Would you be willing to bless us with this impersonation? Yeah. So, Miss Johnny, you know that that surfer guy from SpongeBob? Who like is like the the surfer dude who kind of talks like an LA the guy? Lobster, not the lobster, but the regular fish that's like a, a surfer dude, and he's like, oh, like that. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> like, so this is my talent, my talent. It's yeah, like, and this is how it goes. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god! <laughs> oh dear, I can't! I can't! That's amazing! Oh my god! 
<laughs> yes. You should also hear her singing voice. It is it's very lovely. Oh, mama. Yeah, she, she's got a very very talented voice. Shut your whore mouth. <laughs> Maybe on a future episode we can feature some of her yeah, beautiful later. singing. <laughs> Patreon. Patreon. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. About, you could sing about yeah i love that that was beautiful okay so i do have a a serious question for you miss johnny um tell us uh about how you came out the day that i came out you know the room was just so full of chaos (laughs) the day that i came out and you know all I heard was, oh, my God, she's here. And I pooped out of my mother's womb. <laughs> out the vagina I came. <laughs> no. <laughs> and confetti flew from the heavens. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm fucking dead. <laughs> and I had my finger right on my lip. And I said, mm, I'm here. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Oh my God. No. Um, when I came out, I feel like I have came out of the closet so many times, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think the, the one thing that made it so difficult is a little bit of an insider. I grew up in a very religious Christian household, you know? Everything was the devil. I mean, Pokemon was the devil. Dragon Ball Z was the devil. Sailor Moon was the devil. I snuck that bitch in. That was my queen. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, like I just, I've, I've, there's always been this like higher power, right? Power greater than myself that, you know, I call God um, that has always shamed and guilted me and turned his back on me when I needed him the most, you know? Like we, they taught us about unconditional love, but they love me until this point, you know, which mm. is like my transness, or it can be like my sexual identity, gender identity, whatever it may be. And I mean, the first time I came out, it was in high school. I remember it was t- towards the end of senior year. I felt more safe um, to just like say who I was, um, and. I- at the time, I mean, like I was, I was, my assignment at birth was male. Um, so I came out as a gay male at the time because that's what made most sense. All I knew was that I liked men. That's it. They turned me on. They, I love to doodle my noodle with them. It was great. And, you know, <laughs> I, I, uh, I was just like, well, I'm bi at the time, right? That's like the safest way yeah, to come out. Yeah. Hi, everyone. <laughs> I am bye <laughs> right through the curtains of that closet. Um, but I've had to same. like step in into that closet a few times and just figure out what was really working out for me. You know what I mean? Um, I am not one of those people that was like, you know, since I was like two years old, I knew that I was a trans person. I knew all the terminology and everything. Like that that's not my story, you know? <laughs> like when I was younger, I always just was like, I'm myself. I didn't think of myself as a girl or a boy. I just thought of myself as 
I'm the princess and I'm going to find my Prince Charming one day. And, you know, I want to wear a dress and, you know what I mean? I didn't understand, like, it wouldn't click for me the differences between boy and girl. Um, but unfortunately, like, I couldn't, you know, um, try those things at such a young age, which is crazy because I would always say with Barbie dolls, everything is contradictory. <laughs> everything <laughs> is contradictory. Um, but um, I'm so grateful for like the few little like, you know, in Moana, how like, since she was like a little baby, like the ocean just always had her back, you know, was always looking out for her, was always calling out to her. And in those little moments, the water would be like, hey, what's going on? You know, be yourself, you know, come to the water, hang out. That's how I always felt like um, the wind was for me, you know, um, it was just always this like cool breeze that would come by and just like, I would be able to just kind of daydream about who I wanted to be one day, which was definitely a Disney princess that didn't know what she wanted. She always wanted more. <laughs> um, I want more vagina. 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 Vaginal warfare. Yeah. Um, yeah. Vagina. Mm. <laughs> it is weird it feels very contradictory my skin is crawling yeah. let's move on <laughs> i just want to say you bring out the villain laugh in me i keep yeah. going gossip <laughs> all the time i'm like I, everywhere else i'm like <laughs> and then like with him i'm just like <laughs> <laughs> she brings out the ursula laugh yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. But yeah, no, but it's true. Just, we laugh until we can't breathe. Like I, there have been times where yeah. I literally laugh until my face hurts, and I've <laughs> discovered that I have an ab or two in here from laughing so hard. Yeah. I I just wanted to say that I just really thought that you're, um, like talking about the wind and relating it to the water and Moana was just like. I don't know. It just really was um, like touching to me. It made me feel it made me feel like like it was a precious thing that you said, like it just sounded really beautiful. And it sounded like like almost like there was a power, which there was that was protecting you and guiding you to where you are today. Like it was always meant to be. And I yeah. mean, to, to all of us in this room, we know that that is what our higher power is. We know that 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 is like the universe and God's spirituality, whatever you want to call it. Um, and it's it's kind of interesting to to talk about that other force to people who may not know those terms as well as we do. And I'm I guess I'm wondering, like, what like how would you describe to like a normal person? Um, the wind or nature and how how it plays a part and a role in your life mm. um I mean for me like God has always represented the opposite of what you know a loving God should be you know 
And I think that I had to really let go of what I was being told was correct or what was truth or what is making sense out in the universe. And I had to like really find it and find it out myself and not just through research, but like really just like, what's my truth? Like what, what is, what is going to work for me, not work against me? Because I don't think God put me on this earth, created me just to be doomed for dear life, you know? And so I really had to break down what God isn't and my God, right? My higher power, my universe, however you want to call it. This um someone that's out there that that isn't hateful, isn't spiteful just for my being and things that I can't control about myself and things that I don't even understand why they happen. But to just trust that like that being is just so loving and appreciates my being and what I provide on this earth. And I feel like those things that, you know, are good, which are like the trees that provide oxygen for us and like the water that provides like, you know, for us to like get food from the sea or whatever it may be, even for the animals down there, all of it. It's so hard to explain, but um, I just feel like all of that connected, like, I'm just a part of it and I'm I'm just a visitor walking through this life you know and and experiencing all that and if I allow myself to just be like a squirrel or like a bird you know just experiencing things or even just passing by like the wind then like I'll be that much better off you know like because then I allow if I'm allowing those things to happen then I can allow myself to happen and I can allow other others around me to happen as well. If that makes any sense at all, if it doesn't, yeah. let me know. <laughs> no, it does. <laughs> no, I yeah. think for me, I want to acknowledge that, you know, there's a lot of people, especially in the LGBT community that have dealt with religious trauma and kind of like you described the God that they were raised with, you know, was not that loving higher power or God. And so I know for me, you know, I can only speak for myself, but when I first got into recovery and, and heard people talking about God, a wall would instantly go up, you know, mm -hmm. and I wanted nothing to do with anything that was based around God or spirituality or anything like that. But at the same time, I was searching for something more, some meaning in my life that I wasn't finding through food or sex or you know any of these other things yeah. and i tried i tried you know i tried to, to find i've tried to fill that void with many many things um you know but i i was not successful at that so i will say that for me in my experience my spirituality journey has definitely gone through a lot you know and my perception of god today is far from what my perception of God was when I was younger and I'm grateful for it now, but at the time it was challenging. And so I want to acknowledge anyone who's listening to this and hearing the word God and feeling defensive 
or feeling like you want to <laughs> stop listening, I acknowledge that and I understand it. Um, and I, I appreciate you being here for where you're at on your own journey. And if you don't believe in God, or if you, if you have a lot of trauma around religion, I understand that. And I acknowledge that. And I'm just glad that you're listening. Ditto. So I do want to kind of fast forward a little bit um, in your story. So you mentioned coming out as bisexual first and then coming out as gay. When, what was the, what was the process like for you as you discovered and came to terms with the fact that you are transgender and what was it like releasing that information to the world and your family and friends and all of that? How was that experience for you? Huh. I keep going back to, it's funny you thinking that Josh, are you bringing that up? <laughs> I'm the one today just thinking about my vagina. <laughs> that wasn't there in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, um, oh God, I mean, as far as like finding out, oh my God, transgender, what is that? Oh my God, that's me. That fits me. That's so me. I'm a fucking woman. Hell yeah. You know, it took a while for me to like get there to like embrace her. Um, so just being very, very transparent. I'm a very transparent Sagittarius. <laughs> Um, and, you know, for me, an act of addiction years ago, right? Like I, I found myself, but in a very distorted way, like a I was like in a very, um, just not, not, um, a level-headed mindset, but I did know that I was different and that heteronormativity and as well as gender normative was not who I was, you know, like I didn't fit the mode of you're a man. So your favorite color, your colors should be masculine. You should impose masculinity. Your voice should be deeper and all of that. Like, and if you're a woman, like you're supposed to like pink or like femininity represents x y and z you know what i mean like i i i would get so frustrated with that because for some reason no matter how much i tried i could never fit in either category you know um because it was either i identified as a man but i didn't like myself or i identified as a woman and society hated me you know it's it was just so difficult for me um but I did accept myself when I was, um, and it was 2015. Um, I was playing around with makeup and I was playing around for make with makeup like a couple years before that, like probably a year or two. Um, but when I really started growing my hair out and started like putting on more like woman clothes, like it all started making sense. And, and I'm a late bloomer. So like it takes time for me to like really like put it all together. Um, and the first time I came out was in 2015. I came out as a trans woman to my friends. Um, and I came out to my mom actually, um, in a very dark situation. I mean, like I was left in a hotel room. I was left for dead there, you know, um, I got my car stolen from me and like, 
the way that I told my mom I was coming down from meth. I mean, like just tragic fucking story, y'all, you know? Um, and so like what the reason I bring that up is because that's how that was introduced to my family as far as my transness. That was my coming out. It wasn't a you know, let's have a conversation. You know, it wasn't a like, let's have a party or it wasn't like, it wasn't like that, you know? Um, it was very chaotic, um, my first go around. So fast forward a couple years later in 20, 2017, I had sexual trauma happen to me. And I have never felt Truly, I have never felt so empty in my life. Like, I felt like I'm getting real deep here, y'all. <laughs> I hope everybody's okay. bracing themselves. Um, but I felt like an empty vessel and I felt worthless. I felt like whatever value, like, I remember thinking this whatever value shit has, like, literal shit, literal feces is, I am less than that. That's exactly how I felt. And I remember being curled up in the couch in the living room and just like feeling dead inside. Um, And I'm so grateful for the people that were around me at that point. You know, my neighbors, they're kind of like my my spiritual parents. (laughs) They saw me at my worst and uh, they took me to a Narcotics Anonymous meeting and, uh, it was it didn't stick it's not like i i went and oh my god life was great it it was like from there out i was 100 bitches you know what i mean like that that wasn't that's not how it worked um i wasn't ready for it yet um there was just too much on my plate and you know as i i this is one of my biggest regrets but i actually detransitioned because of my sexual trauma um i just needed to get as far away from anything that reminded me or was relative to those moments in the sexual trauma that I faced, you know? And um, so I did the church thing. I got baptized. I was like, yay for Jesus. Give me that Jesus chicken. Like I, 100%. I was like, I I, I felt like I, I put on, took off one mask and put on another like it was just it's very embarrassing at this point because i blamed all of my problems on like lady gaga like on the music on the community like i was just oh my god like i oh god i apologize to the community for even posting everything that i posted then in my ignorance but i'm also so grateful that i was living in authenticity in that time frame as well you know that was my truth you know i didn't know how else to express it so then uh after that didn't work out right (laughs) um because it was just tragedy over tragedy in my life um tragic event after the other i remember walking into a narcotics anonymous meeting um a couple years later in 2019 and i had um walked in there i couldn't even say that i was a part of the community at that point like i couldn't even say hi my name is johnny i'm a part of the community like i didn't know myself then even years into like the church going thing and uh, 
once I once the pandemic happened shortly after that, I think that was like six, like four to six months into my recovery. Like that's when I started to like because of that break from the world, right? That we all faced in the pandemic. Um, when it happened, I was able to just like be by myself and my parents were out of town, you know, like for three months, I was on my own. I was able to express myself. I was able to do makeup and just get back into all that, you know? Um, and, you know, I, I, to alleviate some pressure of who I was, like, this is not every trans person's story. This is not every queer person's story. This is Miss Johnny's story. Um, but I identified with being non-binary at the time. There was no pressure on identifying as a man or woman because of those gender norms, you know, that are forced upon us every fucking day. <laughs> and, um, it was great. I, I'm so grateful for the people who, you know, were so supportive within my gender pronouns, you know, they, them was like, it's, it can be so difficult in society, especially in Florida, as we well know right now, mm-hmm. especially in Florida. Um, but, you know, it, it gave me the courage, I feel, to like come into the woman that I am today to like slowly get back into the, hey, just because you identify as a trans woman again, like that. Uh, that doesn't take anything away from you. You know, you're not going back into that person that was so chaotic years ago. You're not making wrong choices. You know what I mean? And I had to reintroduce myself to my parents. I mean, like it was, it was difficult this time around because I didn't, I had to really think about both sides, like what was good for me, but what was also good for my parents, you know, presenting this had to be, in a much healthier way, you know, a much healthier outlook, like reminding them, hey, I am trans, but I am not going to go out and do drugs just for today. You know, I still have my program. I have my people. I'm still myself, you know, and, and I know for them, I put them through so much torment, like in my active addiction, that for them in their minds, right, in their ignorance, um, drug addiction, and and being within the community go hand in hand when that's like not even the story you know so it just so happens that i'm both queer and i'm a drug addict (laughs) it's common the the drug use in in the gay community is just it's very high you know so it's it's not surprising i do have a question for you to kind of shift gears just a little bit um, you touched on what's happening in Florida right now, and it's not just Florida. It's happening in a lot of conservative states. There's a lot of fear around transgender people, and as a result of that, there are certain politicians who are pushing for laws that are limiting the rights or completely getting rid of rights for transgendered youth and transgender people, uh, even adults. And so I just am curious, if you were to have one of those people who is you know pushing for those kind of laws if you were able to sit down and have you know a conversation with them what message would you want to give to them just about yourself and about the community in general i'm not here to hurt anybody 
I'm here to just embrace myself. I'm here to, you know, just be able to live a good life for myself, a good, honest life, you know, just like, you know, they are in their ignorance. I'm doing the same thing, you know. I feel like uh, a lot of times everybody wants the same thing to be understood, but nobody's listening, you know? Mm. Yeah. Um, And I know that firsthand, like with my parents, you know, like I currently live with them um, and it's hard because we love each other so much. We want to respect each other's boundaries, but our boundaries conflict on one another because they mean different things, you know? Um, uh, And like with these families um, that are like, protect your children you know what i mean it's always the children they put their children in the forefront like <laughs> yeah. um all all that like as far as you know with you know one of the laws that i do want to talk about is the education part that um the santa's passed which is at first it was a lovely well sexual identity and gender identity doesn't belong in kindergarten through third grade and like I knew that was bullshit from the beginning, but you know, Same. let people be people. And here we are now. And he changed it to where it's all the way up to 12th grade, you know? And it's just, it's so scary because all that we want to teach is love, you know, like, Hey, there's different ways of living. You know, you make your choices. Parents, you teach your kids what you want. You have that freedom, but you know, as soon as it, it comes down to like, now we're targeting trans youth, like within an older mind frame where we're starting to like get to know who we are. Like, it's it's so disheartening because without these like gay straight alliance is what, you know, I grew up with. And I wasn't able to be a part of that. But like, just knowing that there was a place like, was refreshing in a sense of like okay like there is people like me like i'm not ready to interact with them but at least there are safe places and now we're it it feels like we're getting to a place where there is no safe place for someone to say hey like i am struggling with this you know what i mean i don't know if it's right or wrong but like i definitely don't want to like be in the wrong about anything you know what i mean and for me when I was growing up feeling like I was a mistake for being something that I couldn't control. I am so lucky to be alive, you know? Yeah. What, what would you say to other youth like now who are going through this and it's so scary? What would you say to them? Hang in there, Sally. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I honestly, like, it's hard to like, what do I even say to a kid? You know, I'm struggling to even tell myself, Hey, babe, it's not all hopeless out there. You know, somebody approached me uh, recently within the last month, and it's just now resonated within me today earlier. And he said, Johnny, like, don't even worry about these laws, they're gonna pass right by. And I'm just like, how could you so easy for you to say you're not the one going through it you know Mm -hmm. but uh i would just i i think that i would say stick around to those right like we're in a world of technology 
find a way to like connect yourself with supportive people, even if they're in state or out of state, even if you have to put a fake username out of safety, just like stay connected with supportive people who want you to be here because you deserve to be here, baby. And you are loved. And don't let people who are threatened by your vivid colors crush you, you know, just keep flying. Absolutely. And there's a lot of resources, which we can post uh, some information about that, but there are a lot of resources within the gay community who are, um, you know, there for support for trans youth and trans people uh, across the country who are in positions like what you're in. Um, so we'll, we'll post some information uh, on that for sure. One final question that I have for you. I have a friend who has a 15 year old uh, stepson who is wanting to transition male to female. And she, she was raised in a very, um, my friend was raised in a very conservative part of Texas and has never known anyone who's transgender and has never been in this situation before with, you know, their kid wanting to transition. So what advice would you give to a parent of a child who has expressed you know, that they're just not comfortable in their body um, and, and has expressed an interest in starting the process to transition. Don't be your child's first bully. Mm. And definitely, I know it's difficult to learn something that like is out of your nature, or out of your, you know, normal state you know just try to make it about the kid and not yourself you know a lot of times i know for me i like to make everything about myself and how things affect me but sometimes like just taking a step back taking a deep breath and just looking for those resources you know like family counseling Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day that's your kid you know you want them to stay on this earth you know it could be a life or death situation within themselves just accepting themselves you know but just stay open-minded and don't be your kids first bully period you know i love that that's so powerful well miss johnny i want to thank you so much for joining us today your story is inspirational you are like i said before at the beginning uh, you're just a joy and i'm so grateful that you're a part of my life like truly you have just brought me so much joy and laughter and i cannot thank you enough for that so um, okay, I have a present before you go. Oh, okay. Uh, oh. <laughs> it's a unicorn. And it blows bubbles. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. Okay, so she has a retractable <laughs> unicorn that lights up and blows bubbles. And I want one of those. Where did you get that? Do you know? I don't know, but the guy that sold it to me was like, are you unhinged? Are you a unicorn? <laughs> <laughs> like you're in the right place. <laughs> you're in the right place, baby. Like, oh my vagina. god! Vagina, no. let's buy it. <laughs> I'm gonna change the intro now. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. Well, this has been wonderful. So thank you again for being here. Uh, for those yes. of you listening, we're so glad that you're here listening. And that we we hope that you will join us again on the next episode. So until then, please take care of yourselves. Be safe. Be kind to one another. 
and we will see you next time. If you like this episode and want to hear more, please visit our website at unhingedunicorns.com. You can also support this podcast and access member-only content by visiting patreon.com forward slash unhingedunicorns. 